Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today is Monday, July 27th, 2020. On today's show, Ben Curtis joins me to discuss the Marlins situation. Eight players testing positive today. A couple coaches as well, too. The total number is up to 14. Their game with the Orioles tonight has been postponed, as well as the Yankees-Phillies game tonight being postponed as well. Ben and I get into that. We're supposed to be doing a Blue Jays uh, Nationals preview today, guys, I know, but this is more pressing. Also not positive that series is going to happen, so we wanted to handle this news. If the Nats do play the Blue Jays, Connor Jones and I will have a review of that game and a preview of the rest of the series coming up later on tonight, early tomorrow morning. So make sure you guys look out for that. Beyond that, please enjoy the show today. Good conversation coming up here with Ben Curtis. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you later! The Nets have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth! This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam! Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! You are listening to the Locked On Nationals Podcast. Your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello, everybody. Locked on Nationals podcast. Josh Neighbors here joining me today. My friend Ben Curtis, a a rising junior at Maryland University, the WMUC Sports Station Director, and also as well a Marlins fan because we have uh, Marlins-related news. We're supposed to do a Nationals-Blue Jays preview today, um, and that had its own uh, intricacies as the Blue Jays were having to play all four games of the series in D.C. due to the coronavirus and not being able to find a home. But um, then we get this news this morning, Ben, and it started with the news yesterday. That's really where we start. Four, Four positive tests yesterday for the Miami Marlins, including uh, Jose Urania, who was uh, scheduled to be the starter yesterday. What was your, what was your thought at the time uh, when you heard that news? Yeah, well, this was really starting a couple days ago. Um, the, the first word that we got that, that there might have been some issues was even before opening day uh, got its first pitch underway when Jorge Alfaro had to go on the injured list, and there wasn't a reason given why, obviously, in the, the current climate. That's what your first thought is. And then when Jose Urania gets scratched, you don't see Harold Ramirez in the starting lineup. You don't see Garrett Cooper in the starting lineup, who are guys that Don Mattingly really wants to put uh, in that starting nine uh, to, to give reps in. There's some of Miami's uh, younger players that they're, they're quite high on. Uh, that was exactly where your first thought went, was is this going to be a coronavirus situation? And then you saw the article late last night, early this morning, from Jason Stark and, and Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic, and you saw the news on Twitter uh, that a lot of Marlins insiders were breaking. And he thought it was really only a matter of time, frankly, until this got to be a, a much larger situation in the clubhouse. And obviously today that's what we're finding it is uh, with a lot of players testing positive, reportedly testing positive, and the game against the Orioles uh, having to be canceled. 
Well, I, what I thought was interesting because, you know, my, my first thought when I saw the Marlins stuff was what happened with the Nationals on uh, Thursday with Juan Soto testing positive, and then questions began to surface, you know, with, I guess, Nationals fans and media, it's who is he in contact with? Because if he has coronavirus and he's been in contact with others, then there's no reason the game should be played. And luckily for the – I mean, the Nationals easily could have been the Marlins right now. Luckily for them, it appears that Juan Soto was – it was probably a false positive because the two previous tests were negative. The two tests afterwards uh, have been negative. So – and nobody else has tested positive too. So that was kind of my first thought because that was a situation where we really didn't know what, what, what the situation was, right? If Soto had it, this, like I said, this – the Nationals could have easily been the Marlins – and then you get the news today, at least eight more players, I believe, a couple staff members. The report is, according to Jeff Pass and Jesse Rogers and a bunch of other people on Twitter, um, but I know at least from them, it's 14 total is the number that we're at right now. The game tonight has been scratched. Phillies, Orioles, is, or excuse me, uh, Marlins, Orioles is off. Then we get the news that the Phillies and Yankees are off, and that's, that's being called off as, I guess, a, a preemptive measure. But there's no word yet whether the Phillies have had any cases. And obviously it's possible, even though they said they've, you know, they've fumigated the dugouts or whatever. Um, but the Phillies were in contact with Marlins yesterday and all weekend. So um, your reaction to today's news, uh, what, what were you feeling today? Because I think a lot of us were kind of punched in the mouth by this. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, it stings. It really does. Uh, we were all looking forward to getting baseball back. Uh, as the, the first of the four major sports to get back in America. The Marlins were also starting to play good baseball uh, in the first weekend against Philadelphia. So on a personal note, uh, as a Marlins fan, that stung, uh, but it was inevitable. Uh, if you're the New York Yankees, there's no way that you can in good conscience go into that clubhouse uh, right after the Marlins leave it. Uh, when you're playing baseball, you're going to have close contact. I know some Phillies were wearing masks. D.D. Gregorius uh, was wearing a mask all series. Uh, but there's too much contact. There's too much that we still don't know about this virus. Uh, and what we do know doesn't really line up with how you can play the game of baseball safely. So I think there was no way that the Marlins or the Orioles could play, especially given how the Marlins had to get on a plane from Philadelphia, uh, which, which puts in danger airport workers, flight attendants, pilots, I mean, you name it, uh, and fly back to Marlins Park. Um, there was just no way that that could happen. And there, I didn't think there was any way that the game between the Phillies and the Yankees can happen. And this isn't just, I do want to make this point because a, a lot of people uh, make the case, oh, these are really healthy 25, 30 year old athletes. Don Mattingly is in his late fifties. Mel Stoudemire Jr., the pitching coach is in his late fifties. And what we know about this virus is that uh, people who are older are more susceptible. So this isn't just, you know, this isn't just Harold Ramirez or Garrett Cooper, or Jose Urania. Uh, who are worried about it. It's people who can be legitimately seriously hurt in a big way from this virus, even healthy people. We saw what Freddie Freeman had to say about his battle with the virus. It's scary stuff. Um, so there, there was no way that they could play the Marlins Orioles game or the Phillies Yankees game. And although it's a sting, uh, I'm relieved that they did in, in fact, in the end come to the right decision. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest possible price rather than charging what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. 
Best of all, the prices, like I said, they are always, always low at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. rockauto.com. Yeah, and then you also look now, I mean, yesterday we even saw, you know, Derek Shelton, who's 50, get ejected from a game, and he wasn't necessarily socially distancing with the umpires. The umpires are a bit older as well, too. And so my question to you was, when the season began, did you feel like this was only a matter of time? Because I said last week we were doing a Yankees-Nationals preview, and I said on Wednesday, I said, I think we make it to Tuesday. And I had no information, not, you know, I hate to predict bad things, but just with the way – the, the nature of the coronavirus and the fact that there is no formal quarantining happening, the idea that this was going to work and that something like this would not happen to me was like, I said, Tuesday, I was a day off. I, I thought Tuesday might've been a bit too early. Monday, we made it to Monday and we have 14 personnel, including at least eight players on a team suffering. I'm not trying to say, once again, I was not part of the cancel the season. I thought because it's a 16-team roster, this might be feasible. But this is, this is the worst-case scenario, right? And did you see this possibly happening? Yeah, I mean, the, the lucky thing, I think, is that the worst-case scenario is that the, the Phillies and the Yankees play. Uh, we didn't catch this until after there was a second series, and that, that involves two other teams, and then there's all sorts of vectors uh, that, ha- that happen there. So I, I think this is the second-worst-case scenario, uh, if you want to put it like that, um, I, I was very dubious that they were going to be able to play a full 60-game season. I'm quite optimistic about uh, sports like the NHL and the NBA and the MLS that have been able to establish these bubbles, get people in beforehand, get the two-week quarantine in place, and then go from there. Uh, flying all over the country, look, look, you can separate it by divisions all you want. A flight from Miami to New York is a long way off. Uh, a flight from Miami to Philadelphia is a long way off, even uh, what, what the Marlins were going to do this time. So uh, geography is what it is. And the way that this virus works, I was very dubious at the start. I was hoping that we would get in a lot more, obviously, than, than one series uh, before we got to this point. Uh, but I, I will say that I was – I'm not trying to, to claim being correct in any way because right. nobody's, nobody's knowing – quite a lot about the situation right now, but I was quite dubious that they were going to be able to play even 60 games. And it does sting that, that we're at this point already three days in. I mean, the next question is, you know, can baseball continue? Because obviously what we now know and what the, what the way the season was, um, the way the season was set up, there are available. I mean, there are players available. Like the Marlins could in fact field a team have that taxi roster is, is available and they could technically I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be a pretty group of individuals, and, and you know, it's basically going to be what a Triple A team, if that you could say that that would take on the Orioles, and then you know, obviously it would be you know, you could argue it might be competitive, but that is besides the point. The point is that you know, do we do you um, do you continue? You know, and to the MLB's credit, I mean, the argument of look, there are players ready and available in the event of this is not a completely invalid argument. Like, they could put that team in Baltimore. Or is it uh, – where's the series? In Miami? In Miami to start. Right. So, they could – they could... The, the interesting thing about that uh, – sorry to cut you off, Josh, Go ahead. Is that uh, the Marlins are probably, if not the best-suited, one of the best-suited teams 
to put a team out on the field right now because their alternate site is Jupiter, Florida, right. which is under two hours drive uh, from Miami, from Marlins Park. You could put enough guys on a bus and have them be in Miami to play the Orioles tonight. In theory, you could. Not saying you should at all. I don't think they should, but they could. Mm -hmm. Those guys just played an alternate site game yesterday, so they're loose and they're ready to go. Uh, so if you had to pick a team in Major League Baseball that is most suited to field a team, it might honestly be the Miami Marlins. And I am honestly worried that that is going to incentivize Major League Baseball uh, to try to push this through because there is a very easy way to get 25, 30 guys, however it may be, to Marlins Park in time to play a game really soon against the Baltimore Orioles. And, and look, in, in my opinion, at 6.05 tonight when the Nationals take on the Blue Jays, I think that game happens. I think because there's no tangible reason to cancel those games, I don't see the league doing it. Also, too, I think if they put a pause on everything, it would – I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you almost hesitate to restart as a league because we already did that once. And so I think as long as there's no immediate threat to other games – now, should they continue? In my opinion with this – they probably should take a pause and take stock of everything and say, okay, you know, give it some time here. See how everybody is feeling. You don't want to be playing baseball. And we have reports that, you know, players are being hospitalized or, you know, somebody, a manager or, or a coach, like you said, is sick. We don't want baseball to be occurring while it's happening. But in my opinion, I think it's going to like, in, at least in the end, in the immediate, and now, this is the first – we're starting to get the test now because everybody's traveling, right? So the first series are complete. Everybody's either going home or going to a new site. Uh, you know, the, the, um, the Blue Jays are now coming to uh, – they are now going, I believe, from Tampa. They are now going to D.C. for this series. So the travel is now in effect. The wheels are in motion. And I'm just getting this on my phone right now from John Heyman. There's no, there's no serious discussion yet – about suspending at the MLB season due to COVID-19 with the Marlins. So, there, I mean, I think from a business perspective, it's probably the right move, especially if there's no immediate danger. Cancel the ones where there's immediate danger that the Phillies need to be sitting for a while. But this is kind of a wild situation all over the place. Yeah, and if you want to talk about the business situation, Josh, Major League Baseball is on a ticking clock where they're the only game in town right now. And yes, there's Major League, um, Major League Soccer, should I say, happening right now. But you got the NBA with the Lakers and the Clippers on Thursday night. And there's going to be a lot of eyes on that. And then you got playoff hockey starting on Saturday, or if you want to call it the qualifiers into the playoff hockey, it's, whatever. It's, it'll whatever feel like it playoff be. hockey for it's, sure, yeah. It's playoff hockey in a series, uh, which is going to draw a lot of eyeballs. It's certainly going to draw my eyeballs uh, for a big chunk of, of my Saturday. Uh, so right now, Major League Baseball has a window where they're the only sport playing right now. And if they don't seize it, then they're going to lose a lot of fans for the rest of the year. Maybe not for good, but certainly for the rest of the year. Uh, and you can make all sorts of ethical versus monetary debates. And, and I don't know how much time we have to go into that right now. That's a, that's a year-long debate, I th right. think. Um, but it, I'm sure that Major League Baseball will be factoring that in uh, when they look at the calendar and they realize that the NBA and the NHL are right on their tails and they certainly seem to have their situation figured out. Uh, I, this weekend felt really good. You know, to once again, I mean, it felt there was normalcy this weekend watching baseball. Obviously, guys getting scratched back and forth. I mean, those effects are being felt. But, you know, the last – I mean, I mean and, and for somebody who does a daily podcast, I mean, the content reflected that. Like, like the content of what, of what I was doing reflected that. And so 
you know, it was always a matter of how long was it going to last. And um, I'm curious about that because how did you feel this weekend? I mean, it felt pretty normal to me. Like we were watching, watching baseball. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was phenomenal to be able to, to turn to ESPN or to turn to my local Fox station, watch baseball uh, like normal, because obviously nothing has been normal uh, in the past few months. And that's really what sports can do. That's sports at their best as an escape mechanism, uh, while also being able to reflect the world around us. I think that that is what sports is best at. And at least for a couple of days, I think it was a phenomenal job of doing so. It was certainly welcomed by me as a big baseball fan. I know uh, millions of other people as well. That that first game, that, that Nationals-Yankees game on Thursday was one of the highest rated uh, baseball broadcasts in ESPN history, I believe. Uh, so clearly there was a, a hunger for it. Clearly there was a demand for it. And it felt great. It was awesome to see. And uh, now we're kind of getting the hangover. Yeah. It's, I mean, the hangover is the right way to describe it uh, because this, this was something like this was going to happen. Now, uh, I don't think we should get, I mean, the system to me is, is obviously was going to be the difficult part. And I always questioned the health and safety stuff because, and I've said this a bunch, but if you remember the end of the negotiations, the health and safety stuff was the last stuff that got hammered down. So I was never sure about how effective it was going to be in managing situations such as the one that we're facing right now. But once again, I think that for, the, for Major League Baseball, and it's going to feel weird, but tonight for them, it's important that they keep playing to say that, look, we have this kind of under control and whether they do or not is, is going to be seen. But I think for baseball to maintain appearances, I mean, it is a large organization. You, you, you do at some point in time, you know, as, as many times they've kind of made us not trust them. You do trust it somewhat to kind of um, deliver in the sense of, look, if they say that those Marlins players are quarantined and the team says they are and the other uh, taxi team is there and they're tested and they're fine and everything's good to go and the Phillies players come back okay, like they're going to keep playing baseball. And it might not feel right, but I, to, in my opinion, I think that's kind of the way this thing goes. If everything is up – if this – if things are kind of on the up and up in terms of like, this is as bad as it gets. I, now, whether it, that's the case or not, um, we don't know yet. But I think, I mean, in my opinion, there's a 6.05 tonight, East Coast time, there's going to be baseball. Yeah, it's a massive gamble by Rob Manfred, I think. Uh, if it pays off, uh, then he shows that, yes, the worst thing that could have happened, happened. There was an outbreak on a team and we were able to still keep playing. And um, maybe if the Marlins and the Phillies are able to pick up in maybe seven days time, who knows? Uh, what the timeline is for that. Uh, certainly people smarter than me and people who know a lot more about the virus than me would be able to answer that better than, uh, better than myself. Uh, but if they're able to keep playing baseball and they're able to keep it flowing day after day with an outbreak on a team, then Rob Manfred looks like a genius. He looks like he was very well prepared. Uh, the union looks well prepared and everyone looks like they knows what they're doing. If he keeps going and this happens to another team, if this happens to the Orioles or the Yankees, um, now that they're in, in, the cities where that outbreak happened or if it happens to anywhere else if it happens in los angeles seattle who knows where it might be if there's another team with another outbreak and this spreads throughout major league baseball rob manfred's going to look like a total fool uh and that might be the last thing that he does as commissioner uh to be quite frank so it is a massive gamble i think that this next two-week period uh, is really going to define rob manfred's legacy as a commissioner uh when we look back on it um who knows how it's going to go? We'll, we'll see. I do think that they will be playing baseball at 6.05 today, though. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing I want to mention before we get out of here is that you look at, like, it's weird because you think about the Lou Williams situation in the NBA. Lou Williams leaves the bubble, goes to a strip club, comes back, is now being quarantined. But, like, we 
we, I think as sports fans, trust that the NBA is handling that well. Like I, at no point in time have I ever worried about what's happening with the Lou Williams situation. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where you now look at baseball and you are worried. You have to be concerned. And Lou Williams said, you know, I'm just going to you know, it is what it is. Sit back and enjoy the memes. Like the NBA has handled the situation so well that Lou Williams breaking quarantine, which is pretty serious to go to a strip club and then coming back is it's kind of being laughed at and scoffed at and saying, well, the league is taking care of it, right? Like he's going to be quarantined. He's going to miss the first two games. And that is the, that is the respect that the NBA has garnered. And now with MLB, we're like, this could sink the season. So yeah, I, I, it's a absolutely. And, and we, we kind of have to remember that these past four or five months, whatever it might be, doesn't happen in a vacuum. The NBA has a reputation of being credible. Adam Silver has a reputation of being very credible and trustworthy. And I think a lot of NBA fans realize uh, that the big reason why the season's going to happen or trust that the season's going to happen is because they have trust in Adam Silver to make sure that it does happen. Uh, Rob Manfred has none of that, uh, to be quite frank. I, they, did they get the, the negotiations done? Yes. But in doing so, they decimated both the union and the owners and Major League Baseball as a whole absolutely decimated any trust that they, the fans might have had in the system because they spent three months, uh, at least from the fans' perspective. Like, there's right. a lot of intricacies that happened, but the fans saw the owners and the players uh, as millionaires and billionaires talking about how many millions and billions of the fans' money to spend on Major League Baseball. And whether or not that's a good thing, whether or not it's a bad thing, that's what the fans' perspective of that three-month negotiation was. And like you said, the health and safety part didn't come until the very end and the, the plan that probably would have kept the most people safe, which was to do maybe one or two bubbles in Florida, Arizona during these spring training sites, were very quickly dismissed for largely monetary purposes. So the NBA has this big reputation of player accountability, first of all, and of commissioner and ownership accountability. And Major League Baseball, over the past few years, whatever accountability or trust that they might have had on the side of the fans has been decimated. And so we go into this system and we go into this 2020 situation uh, with those leagues in two totally different places. And that's why we see uh, the situations in two totally different places. All right, Ben, appreciate your time today. Where can people find you on social media? Plug yourself. Yeah, uh, Twitter at Ben underscore Curtis 12 uh, for all the content you probably never asked for, but might get anyway. It's about 60% sports, uh, 30% Disney, and about 10% bad puns. Uh, so it's some quality content. Well, that's a good mix there. Ben, we appreciate your time today. Thanks, Josh. Before we go, want to let you all know that today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. It does not matter if you're a pro athlete, stay-at-home parent, or if you're like me right now spending eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make things even easier to try out this amazing duo of topicals and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off on your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your first purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD.